The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. What I'm realizing more and more is that it's going to sound really uh, obvious to some people, but yet it has quite some ramifications. And it's basically how the left and the right hemisphere, they really have their own skills, to put it that way. They have their own skill tree. They really have their own tasks and their own priorities and their own accentuations. That's why a split brain patient, someone that the connection between left and right hemisphere is not there, will be able to speak and answer while when he writes, he writes different things. And you really have this idea like of two people taking place in your consciousness. And that's why sometimes when you experience dissonance, it's when these both hemispheres are not really agreeing with each other. So like, for example, someone that truly has this connection between the two hemispheres, if he would be asked, are you religious? He would say yes, and he would write yes. But someone that has doubts about whether or not he's religious on the way he feels that way, that to be religious, but the only way his reason says it's not so much the case, if he would be split, he would write no and say yes. And the difference between both hemispheres is something that I've never really thought about so much. There is some stuff on the internet that says like, oh yeah, the right hemisphere is the left hemisphere is that. But I've been thinking about it a bit more and it's quite fascinating how it goes much deeper than that and how these both hemispheres are two aspects of what we are. And finding that balance brings about a being that is more connected with other people and a being that is more responsible. And of course, finding this perfect balance can be very hard because certain people have a more developed right hemisphere where other people have a more developed left hemisphere. And it's very rare to come across someone that has both well-developed and in tune with each other. One thing that is also very fascinating is how your left hemisphere is more emotional, more compassionate, while the right hemisphere is more rational, more reason. And these things are already known, right? I mean, like psychology talks about, it's also in neuroscience. But the thing is, I've never really taken it to heart what the implications are. And I'm going to give you guys a very, very good example. Basically, women overall have a more developed left hemisphere, while guys have a more developed right hemisphere. Like a woman is more like, you know, wanting to care and take care, while a guy is more action-oriented. And it really has this evolutionary reason. If you go uh, 100,000 years ago, like... Men went hunting and women were taking care of the children, the family. And that's why depending on where you were and depending on your family or the situation, you basically had to be either more feminine because certain men had to take care of their children or more masculine if the woman had to go and hunt because the man died or whatever. But of course, depending on how you grew up, you get more and more specialized. Just like when you learn a skill, the same applies to whether you're more caring or more hunter or more reality oriented. And um, people have always told me that I'm a very rational person and that I don't really relate to them so much. And even though I have quite a lot of emotional intelligence, when I talk to people and when I look at them, I can really very well describe how they feel. And I always have this intuitive need, this intuitive desire to come with solutions. I put it into words and and just like the way I work, I find solutions and apply them. And in conversations, what it leads to is when someone starts talking to me like, yeah, I'm lazy and this and that, 
I have this gut reaction to just give solutions, even though things like, what's the solution of not being lazy? Like, it's very easy to just take action and not be lazy from a practical sense. Like, it doesn't take so much knowledge. It doesn't take so much reason to take action. And when I'm just trying to solve the solution, and this is mainly with girls, because I'm going to say in relationships, a lot of the times a girl can talk to you and can express herself in a way. And you really have this, like at least me, I have this gut reaction to help her and to give solutions. But a lot of the times it comes across like I'm not understanding her. And there's this disconnect between me trying to really help her and then making it worse while her says like I'm not understanding her while I'm saying like, but I am. And what I realized with time is that a girl just wants to be understood and accepted. And that is an emotional thing. It's something that is more left hemisphere. It's emotionally feeling accepted and not feeling judged and feeling safe. And that is more in the way you come across and the way you address it rather than actually coming with analytical problems. And I will tell you guys something, and this I'm not sure if this is true, but I do feel like it is a bit connected that the human brain, like the right hemisphere, is more connected to the future while the left hemisphere is more towards the past. And it's only when both are in tune that you are in the present. I don't know if this is true. It's just something I've been thinking about. Like also anxiety and stuff is more future related while depression is more past related. And I have a very hard time relating to depression while I have an easier time to relate to anxiety because I'm more future oriented, analytical, while a lot of people can really carry on their past. This is just a thought. I don't know if it's accurate, but it makes a lot of sense. And that is why when a girl talks to you, she's not so much future oriented. She just wants to feel safe. And that is mainly provided by what she already knows, while a guy is more focused towards the future. When he then comes with solutions, that's not what a girl wants. A girl does not want to think about the future. She just wants to feel safe right now. And understanding why these mechanics are there makes a lot of sense because in evolution, obviously being able to understand the past and understand how people feel and stuff and making sure these things are taken care for while the guy thinks more about the future, makes sure that he's safe, can really bring about a much more stable family or tribe or whatever than one that is mainly focused towards the future and doesn't think so much about the past and the other way around. The thing is that for me, what I started seeing that worked a lot is that When I started talking to the people here, but also to people in my family, like mainly girls, that just showing understanding and acceptance in a very pure way yields insane results, makes the person really feel relaxed, feel understood, feel accepted. And the beauty about it is that it doesn't really require so much skeptical thinking and problem solving. And for people that really are mainly in that part of their brain and are morally developed like that, it's almost like hard to wrap your head around because you think like if someone comes with a problem, I just want to solve it. But that's not what they want. And when you try, you're actually part of the problem. Sometimes you can really feel like, but why is this person so much inside his head? But you are inside your head when you're trying to fix the problem because that's not what the person wants. The person just wants to feel understood and accepted. And the thing is that the way where I was actually, and this is going to sound very advanced, But it's very interesting because this kind of stuff is very confusing. At least to me, it was very confusing. Like, okay, girls are more emotional. I have to be more emotional. I have to be more understanding, acceptant, more like feminine, more in the left hemisphere. But it was like when I'm more in my left hemisphere, I'm more dependent. I'm more like wanting to be taken care of. I'm less masculine. While when I'm in my more right hemisphere, I'm much more masculine. I'm independent. I want to take control and take care and provide. 
So I had this duality in my interactions where I was more like wanting to help out. And by doing so, I was forcing myself to be more left hemisphere because it really yielded good results. But what I realized is that you don't have to be feminine in order to be acceptant and truly care. Because for me, being able to accept and understand someone from my right hemisphere, from a more analytical brain, automatically brings about my rhetoric and my logical skills and my problem solving. They were always going hand in hand. And for me, it was really hard to understand, okay, like if I am more accepting and understanding, I can't do it from my reason part of the brain because if I do, I have this urge to help out and just give solutions. And that's why I shifted more to the feminine part and becoming more understanding and warm. But what I also saw when I did that was that people had a more tendency to take advantage because I was less strong and confident and solid. And for me, it was like, hmm, where do I find this balance? Because I always try these things out. Like, I'm always very open-minded. And I saw it even here, like even people, the way they behave towards me, they had less respect and stuff. And I just felt like, hmm, there is something missing. But for me, it's never really like anything lost. I just learn and grow. And it caused quite some inner conflict because I was like, on the one hand, if I'm this rational, problem-solving guy and I understand and try to accept people, like there is this inner conflict, this conflict that comes out of it. But on the other hand, when I'm this understanding, giving person, there's also this conflict of lack of taking advantage or whatever. So where is the combination? And what I realized today is that the best that you can be masculine and accepting and understanding when you disable the critical part in your brain, basically the voice, because you're right part of the brain is more auditory while the left part is more images basically it's just try to imagine if you wouldn't be able to speak then how would you show understanding and accepting from a masculine point of view that is how you have to be because the way I always expressed my caring and understanding and acceptance was by giving solutions but when you take away the solutions oriented mindset out of the equation you can really show understanding and acceptance with an integrity kind of way where you just give safety through your charisma, just through your masculinity, that's it, without connecting it to a narrative, to a story, to a way of dressing the person, because then the person suddenly experiences this inner voice in them, because their right hemisphere is not that well established, and it starts criticizing them. So the best way of pulling someone out or helping them grow out of their emotional state is by really giving this masculinity, this confidence and this safety, without creating an inner critic. I don't know how many people really understand what I'm talking about because it's quite advanced, but it's extremely interesting because it works so damn well. And it's really something that I've been struggling myself quite a bit to find this perfect balance. But what I realize is that you don't need a perfect balance in a sense that you can be masculine. You just have to understand the emotion and experience it, but without losing this masculinity. And that's the thing, like when you have this both parts well developed, you can really experience someone's emotion and feel for them, but at the same time have this strong charismatic vibe. It's also something that I've always been thinking about the stream. How do I come across? Am I more emotional? And I also see that being very charismatic works so much better on the stream than being more feminine. Like people have more respect, people gravitate more towards it and so it's because it's just more the way I am. I grew up very, my mother was very loving and stuff. So very early on, I was very nourished in that regard. And I became very, very masculine with my reason and 
understanding and rhetoric and success. And basically, uh, I've always lost a bit touch of that more emotional part and lost understanding because I was just constantly this problem-solving person. And when people had emotional issues, it was just for me like, but what's your fucking problem? But at the same time, what I realize now is just having them feel understood and accepted in a charismatic way is really something that enables them to grow so much more without you telling them how to live their life to your own insights. For people that have a better understanding, this can greatly help you in your family and your relations. Yeah, because it's just, it just works so well. What I want to say is like, since your right part of the brain is more auditory and the left part is more visual, there's a lot of things that are very interesting because it translates itself in language. It's also something I start realizing because I've become more and more exploring this emotional realm, to put it that way. A lot of things that before I wasn't really taking into account, like facial expressions, how people say things or whatever, it was all very irrelevant information to me because to me it was always about the concepts. It's about the ideas, about what the person says, not so much how. Even though on the stream I realized that how I say things has a lot more impact than what I say. But when it comes down to me, I know that it's all about what I say. And when I'm surrounded by people that I trust and that I see myself in them, I just listen to what they say and put very little attention to how they say it. And this creates this disconnect with the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere because I'm just looking at one part of the equation. And I started more and more being aware of all these body language and this what people say and how they say it. And I'll give you some examples. When you're more frustrated, your face can be really like stressed. But when you're more relaxed, it shows more nice. And I see it here as well when people went through a certain paradigm shift. I saw their face change. And you can also see whether a person is in ego or not. And the fascinating thing is when people are more left hemisphere oriented, they really think in images. When I talk about the beach, you see a beach. When I say like, okay, beach to someone that has more right hemisphere oriented, he just hears the word beach and that's it. And that's why for me, it's very hard to read. And I understand why people now that are more visual love to read. Because when I read, I only see text. I see text and I'm narrating the text towards myself. Also, when I did speed reading in the past, I didn't really understand how it worked because it didn't work for me. I was just trying to read things faster and have the audio go faster. But the way speed reading works is you don't read through audio, you read visually. And that's how you literally have this photographic memory. And it's just interesting how, you know, depending on how you are developed, you can be more auditory or more visual. And it's really crazy when you explain it to people, people might even say like, but that sounds crazy. Like everybody thinks visually and then people that think auditory think everybody thinks auditory. But that's not the case at all. And it just goes to show how we have this duality within us that really tries to find, tries to tune itself with itself. So you become one, so you become aligned with what you are, how you have these differences within you. I'm going to give you another example. When I understand what you say, I say, I understand what you say, because I think more through reason. But if a person is more left hemisphere, what he would say is like, I see what you mean. I come up with these things by just having this entire understanding of this more emotional part and how you can really see how people speak and what they say what they are more developed and you can really shift you know from one to the other you can really go from i see what you mean to ah, oh, i understand what you say and it's literally like you have this silhouette on the internet you can look it up this visual illusion that you can see her spin one side or the other side it's not like you are either one or the other there is a shift based on where the most activities of your brain but it's only when both hemispheres are really in balance and understand each other that you feel in the present when you don't of course, your thoughts haunt you. 
For certain people, their thoughts haunt them because they're not really in tune with their auditory, but while for the others, their emotions haunt them because their concepts are not really in tune with their emotional self. And it's really like finding this connection between your emotions and your concepts is crucial. And I don't know if these things help, but it takes away your duality and brings you in the present. And of course, if you aren't really in line with your thoughts, they haunt you and you start experiencing anxiety because these thoughts keep going on on the other hand you can experience depression or whatever when you're more in the emotional part and uh, it's just very fascinating how it's all about tuning them into each other and even when you look at it from a neurological point of view it's literally these radios trying to tune themselves in and not cancel each other out but rather enhance each other frequencies And if people really take these insights to heart and really reflect on it and really think and try to explain, put into words your emotions and why you feel the way you feel can bring about so much understanding and it can relieve and release your emotions because both hemispheres are there to complement each other rather than being each other enemy. And a lot of people are split and it's really something how you experience. You literally experience a split where your emotions say one thing and your reason says another. But it's merely because they don't understand each other. They don't tune into each other. And really by putting your emotions into words and explaining it or writing it down or going through this process, you align yourself with what you are. You align both hemispheres and you become more and more one. It really brings about presence, clarity, focus. And that is why, for example, clicking, right? Like submitting to logic can bring about this sense of peace because at a certain moment, your emotions are really in tune with your reason But if your reason do not satisfy your emotions for a while, then your emotions literally revolt, to put it that way. And you have this split again and you lose this click state because your reason has not provided for the emotional needs you had. But on the other hand, if your reason gives room, if your logic and your reason and your understanding gives room to these emotions to try and understand them and listen to them, then you won't have this split because you can almost see it as two people living with their own desires, with their own needs, with their own agendas. But you can come to these agreements by understanding each other and it yields so much growth, so much richness. And that's why, you know, on one hand, someone that is more emotional, driven, trying to gain perspective and train their cognitive abilities by trying to put themselves in other people's perspective and use their auditory, the observer mindset, really looking at their emotions, trying to understand the mindfulness can greatly help people that are more emotional while people that are more conceptual, what can help them greatly is just listen to their emotions, try to feel it and really put it into words and not run away from their fears and always go deeper and deeper and deeper, not just go like, oh yeah, I'm angry because of this. No, why? Always question why and experience the emotion and follow it rather than suppress it. So it's really quite fascinating how everything I talked about here is there is so little about it. Yet when you put it into words, it makes so much sense and it can help you so much in interacting with other people and in interacting with yourself. And it's really something I've learned. And it's really cool to know that how you have this feminine and this masculine part and how they all have their place in life and how evolution and how biology and You have this eloquent dance and we are also, yeah, it's just insane how we are also complex yet so simple. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Athene wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash Athene live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.